Welcome to the Note to Scene podcast. I'm Matt Crane. I'm Tyler Sharp. Every week we chronicle the biggest news in the music scene. Find more episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts where you should please rate and view us. Email us at notetoscene at gmail.com. This week we are talking all 21 pilots and the mystery city of Dima. The duo are back with a new album, two singles, a video, and a dense news story. And we're going to unpack it all on this special episode. Let's go. that note to self video i sent you on facebook i did man talk what about a, a throwback past, fucking past man 2004 it was funny matt good's comment on it too <laughs> i know i just want to bring that up real quick because we were literally just watching a classic scene video and just seeing sunny Moore at like peak scene hero phase so before we get into 21 pilots uh just a quick few bits of scene news i wanted to talk about tyler real quick so the story so far finally announced their new album deeper dose (laughs) and they were smart enough not to release a new single the same day as 21 pilots good move good move i really like it i feel like we saw how good this went for dance gavin dance what they ended up doing like 30,000 first week yeah like launching pre-orders before new music is out like you are purely capitalizing off the hype that you have from fans, you know, like they're, they're buying something that they have no idea what it is. But, yes. And that's so like basically it's perfect. It's a great idea. Um, you know, we don't have, a, we don't, we don't really have much to say on this other than that. Like this is fucking lit and we're in and um, I'm excited to hear the album. Um, so Pierce the Veil are also working on the new album finally. So that should be pretty interesting to see how that turns out and which direction they decide to go in. Yeah, we'll see, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Did you hear that terrible new Sleeping with Sirens track? Oh no, I didn't. They did. Dude. He did it with the Rocket Summer, right? It's so bad. Isn't it's, it? Isn't it just an it, acoustic song? Yeah, and it's so bad though. It's it's it's. Imagine like Kellen Quinn trying to do Jack Johnson. It's like oh, it's like no. yeah, dude. It's like sub gossip. It's like worse than gossip how could you get worse than yeah. gossip how it's okay. just oof all right i know it's a toughie mm. so um no listener questions this week because of all the 21 pilots stuff we have to unpack but uh, we promised we will get to them eventually we'll get to everyone's question and yes we will get to the avril lavigne episode eventually <laughs> that is totally still happening uh-huh. um just a little bit of breaking news though i just saw avril confirmed uh new singles are coming this fall so this fall it's okay. Fall. That's the launch. Right. I feel like we've been company. talking about that for a long time. This fall. All right. Yeah. All right. So maybe we'll get our shit together and get that episode out <laughs> for the fall. For sure. All right. So 21 Pilots announced their new album, Trench, the follow-up to 2015's Grammy Award-winning Blurry Face. It's due out this October via FBR Atlantic. And... They released two singles, Jumpsuit and Nico and the Niners. Heavy breathing, Tyler Sharp. (laughs) We've been here the whole time. You were asleep, the band say, as uh, they come back into our lives. I got to say, shouts to this text message I get from uh, Tyler Sharp. It says, yo, if this album is called Bandito, I'm out. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was terrified. A tour date leaked, and right. it said the Bandito tour, and I was <laughs> instant concern ran through every inch of my body. Oh my goodness! I am so thankful that they did not call the album Bandito. Absolutely. So that would just be bad for so many reasons. But for all right, me. so the band come back with two singles, and mm-hmm. um. This is becoming a, like a new move, right? We're dropping two singles instead of a lead. Um, we saw Panic do this recently. Right. We saw Nicki Minaj do this. It's like, right. see, this for whatever reason, this seems to be like an industry agreed upon commercial move. What do you think? Uh, we've been anno- I know we've been annoyed by it on previous episodes, but like, does it work for 21 Pilots here? Like, what do you think of I of really this don't like it because usually the second song always just gets buried. We saw it big time with the Panic release. Um, right. I can't even remember what the song was called. It was called, it was uh, Silver Lining. Which Silver was Lining. And then Say Amen was a very subpar song. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah, like, why it, even put it out? It didn't really even make sense to put that out alongside it. You know, Neck Deep did it last summer with their album oh yeah that was it, kind of the beginning of this bullshit it, at least I feel in, like that in was our the world. first one yeah, yeah in yeah, our yeah. in our sphere of influence and, and we, we didn't were like it like, back then no we were like what the <laughs> fuck you gotta put the focus on it, it takes the focus off your lead single you exactly. know what i mean it's just exactly. not a good move you want everyone listening to the one thing exactly so for this one it is a little different because as we yeah, get truth. into into throughout the rest of the episode the second single gives context to the first singles music video so yeah so, so they, they tie in this, together they've taken this industry trend and kind of connected it in a more thoughtful way mm-hmm. whereas these two songs are companion pieces to one another and um kind of makes sense and also you know one song's maybe we'll get into it in our reviews of the song but one song's maybe a little more throwback to their blurry face sound and right. one song is more of a a progression forward to a different sound um but so okay so the yellow and black album cover my first thought was post malone, post malone. and under oath erase me oh Just their, my that goodness, imaging. Man. what's going on with black and yellow right now dude it's that i don't know man it just instantly took me right to beer bongs bentley's because yeah. the the under oath yellow is a little bit more lime it's got a weird yeah. tint to it, even though people did associate the two with mm-hmm. one another. But this one is just like when they started teasing and they uploaded like the black, uh, the black and yellow logo. I was like, are we really doing this? <laughs> <laughs> are we really doing this? It's so close to beer bongs and Bentleys, like time span wise. And like that's that's post aesthetic right now as far as marketing goes for the album. So it, it seems it's in vogue. Yeah, it's I in guess. vogue, but I wonder if. 21 pilots are going to kind of steal it because i don't know if you've noticed you know i know post did it first i guess you could say but if you've noticed the skeleton click have you seen them updating their twitter avatars with the yellow ring they've all got yellow rings around their goddamn twitter avatars (laughs) crazy fucking the click is alive and well man yellow is everywhere um uh, okay so we'll start i think we're going to start with the storyline and the mythology that the band have presented for this record cycle as a very, it's been a very interesting journey over the last you know week or so <laughs> with this band. So okay, so starts with a video on the vessel sale section of the band's website. You know, like where they sell the record vessel. Just was there. You know, mm-hmm. for anyone perusing to find. And mm-hmm. that video just randomly flashed a web address at the end of the video so fast that you wouldn't even see it unless you pause it. So the fact that people even found this website address is crazy and just shows how insane 21 Pilots <laughs> fans are. The but click it, is you know, dedicated, man. They're out so there. If you, 
Yeah, so if you piece together this website address and you go to it, it gets you get a 404 error. And, mm. it, and, it, and that might Im- immediately make you look away and say, okay, it's mm-hmm. a bullshit website. But if you read the small text, it says, you are in violation. They, must, they mustn't know you were here. No one should ever find out about this. You can never tell anyone about this. For the sake of the other's survival, you must keep this silent. We must keep this silent. No one can know. No one can know. No one can know. And so, so you're like, all right, there's obviously more to this website than just right. 404. Yep. And what's, what's fucking wild is, um, and I can't even believe fans figured this out, but if you take every capital letter out of that paragraph, and just the capital letters, mm-hmm. and spell them out, it spells out East is up. Oh, my gosh. Like, Jesus. So y'all just oh started, man. Oh, my gosh. Mind. What the fuck does East is Up mean? All right. And um, somehow, I actually don't have the link. I don't have the, um, I don't know what the bridge to this, but somehow fans found their way onto a part of the website that works, the secret site, mm-hmm. which is where we got Fancy Journal and all of the um, all of the images that the band were teasing. Sure, someone was just filing through that source code, man. <laughs> yeah, right? But somehow they got there. Right, um, right. That's how we get into the mythology, um, the story the band have created here, which is very much a continuation of the Blurryface era, but it's, like, more cinematic. Like, it's very... So, 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 okay. I have not dug near as deep as you have, but on a surface level, this feels like blurry face meets maze runner right or like game of thrones or like, right it's like right. more so cinematic so yeah. through the bands the band's new story that they've created around this album were guided by our main text is the journal of clancy and he's a character who talks about a stone city called dima which is where he lives like what is dima right so Dima translates to Tower of Silence, which a Tower of Silence was a place where other more ancient cultures would take dead bodies because they believed them to be unclean and they'd put them on top of these stone towers so that birds would pick away at the flesh until all the flesh was gone. There was only bleached bones left and then they could they could come and take the bones of their loved ones to be used for funereal purposes without fear of infection and, and mm-hmm. dirty flesh and this is basically dima we saw a map of dima which looks very much like a tower of silence and Mm -hmm. um tyler even refers to dima the city as a concrete quote concrete coffin of a Mm -hmm. city it's on you know it's a necropolis essentially it's like a stone city slash crypt with a large tower in the center um who is clancy clancy is the character you know played by tyler he's a member of the city of Dima, which is ruled by nine bishops. These nine bishops, uh, one of whom is named Nico. So what we know about the story from reading Clancy's journals and following this site is that Clancy tried to escape. He was part of some sort of escapist rebellion against the city of Dima and the bishops. Um, If you look at the secret website, Tyler, we see a citation and like a ticket for failure perimeter escape. And this is even just diving a little too deep, but <laughs> failure perimeter escape, uh, if you shorten that, it's FPE, which okay. people are taking to mean few proud emotional. Oh <laughs> my like, goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. So we know Clancy has tried to escape before and mm-hmm. uh, maybe failed. Um, mm-hmm. Everything in his writings 
is building up to this mass underground escape through a tunnel using torches uh, because the city walls are too high, mm. uh, Clancy says. Um, yellow is the color of this rebellion against the city of Dima and the bishops. The original yellow we saw in that waking up eye that the band led the campaign with. It was literally an eye opening that's yellow. East is up appears to be their battle cry. The west wall is too high, according to Clancy. The west, you know, that's where this line comes from. West wall is blocked, east is up. So east seems to be the path of their escape, which is eventually we get that that chorus in Nico. Um, the wall, the west wall, interestingly, is guarded by vulture creatures or, quote, watchers. And uh, we see an image of them on the wall of Dima on this uh, secret site. So another interesting thing I found from this story is that there are nine bishops and the only other nine I could think of were the literal, the nine, like the wraiths mm. or the Nazgul from Lord of the Rings. Mm. There were literally nine uh, wraiths who hunted Frodo, the protagonist. So I just found that to be an interesting connection. You know, there'd be nine hooded figures potentially hunting Tyler here. Um, For sure. very cool. It's very cool world building. Clancy's, Clancy's journal and just everything we learned from it. So... I have a question. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere all of the T.O.P. narrative. In Blurry Face, or, or in Stressed Out, the song, Tyler's saying he is Blurry Face. Mm-hmm. Is he Blurry Face? He could be, or he could be po- possessed by Blurry Face. Okay. All right. And so we're, all right, before I get ahead of myself, where are we going to take the combo next? It's, this is interesting because you bring up blurry face okay. and there, there is, there is a, there's a, a tie here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The nine bishops shown in the center of the Dima map we saw are represented as the nine circles we see on the cover of the blurry face album. No shit. So okay. yeah. So each of the nine bishops is sort of representing a dark thought. Right, blurry face, or Nico, or Hukian, or whichever bishop it is, invoking the emotion of like insecurity, what we've or whatever you know what we've seen blurry face to represent so far as just you know insecurity and self doubt and all this stuff. So there is a direct tie from these bishops in the story to blurry face. Okay, and there are more. <laughs> there are plenty yeah, more absolutely. ties, especially in the in the music video that dropped for Jumpsuit. It's a good time to to talk about the video now. So we start off with a burning car from the Heavy Dirty Soul video, and Tyler is wearing the same shit. Okay, so first question. Throughout the video, we see Tyler in two different uh, scenarios. One where he's in like that valley area uh, with mm-hmm. the horse, and mm-hmm. we'll get into that. But his hair is longer there than he is yeah. when he's at the car. So why? Do we know why? When we see Tyler in the heavy, dirty, soul-esque scenes where he's, yeah. you know, with the car, right? this is post-life. This is post-escape from Dima. I've shaved my head. I'm trying to hide out, you know? I'm trying to hide my rebel identity, Okay, sort of. He's on the run, right? Okay. He's trying to look different. So, yes, I, you know, I think these, these, these are different timelines, and I think the heavy, dirty, soul stuff is a later later time okay and that's the Um, very end of the video is him walking away from the car with his jumpsuit that he gets out of the trunk so right is that so the 
So the rest of this video of him in the valley and the horse and all of that, that's catching us up to speed. Absolutely. Okay. So gotcha. no Josh Dunn in this video, just probably a cameo um, staring down from the mountain. He's also wearing ye a yellow jumpsuit like Tyler, which is the color of good and the color of this rebellion against Dima. Mm. Um, we get a flashback of the nine bishops inside what I believe is Dima's tower. It's uh, it's, it's very kind of cleverly hidden. You know, you right. just get a quick flash of it. It's like, there, oh, there they are, the fucking, the nine monsters. There are quite, you know? a, there are quite a few little random, like, literal half a second flashes of, of scenes from, I guess, what we can assume is Dima with the nine bishops. That was the one that struck me the most. I was like, all right, all right, wait. Yeah. I got to pause yeah. this and go back. That was the first time I saw yeah. it. I was like, what the hell was that? Are we just yeah, not right? going to talk so about that? <laughs> Like straight out of Lord of the Rings, like when Frodo puts on the fucking ring, so, and he sees so, nine ghosts looking at Right. Him so there's yeah, the first split, like it's probably a quarter of a second, shows nine of them. You can count them. Yep. There's nine. And then for maybe even less than that, there's one split second of one of them holding something up in the air. But yeah. I couldn't tell what it is. Do we know what yeah, that is? It looks, I just saw hands going into the air. I, I wasn't sure. Okay. All right. So there are other flashes too. This is kind of interesting. What we see is a flash to a vulture, like searching. And um, these vultures, um, what we're seeing when you see these vulture flashes in the video, it's one of the watchers. The watchers are like these vulture creatures that are guard that guard the west wall of Dima. And you know, you see a picture of them on the, the the secret the secret website. They look like vultures. So throughout the video, we see flashes of these vultures or watchers searching for Tyler or Clancy, who he is playing in this video. So I found that to be pretty interesting. Okay. So Tyler awakes days. I want to say it's like after an escape and he glances over his shoulder you know after waking up and you see the stone city and the tower of Dima in the background so far away you could almost miss it and it, it matches the visuals of the map that we've seen um, and it's in the background and the camera angle implies like a path of escape and far from it for sure it's, it's so far away it's such a kind of genius shot the way mm -hmm. everything kind of winds back to the city and you could almost miss it if you didn't even look like I missed it I totally missed it my first five times watching this video mm -hmm. then we see blurry face or which is a big reveal in this video or Bishop Nico riding a horse in pursuit of of our escaped hero Tyler or Clancy, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call him. Bishop Nico catches him, and this is sort of the moment you realize like this guy is blurry face. I mean, he literally has a blurry face, and he is covered in the black goo of blurry face. And he puts the black goo on Tyler. You know, Tyler, who initially escaped Dima, but after he has that black goo put on him, he like sort of sees the allure of blurry face you know and what he used to be as blurry face representing himself you know representing insecurity right self-destruction right self-doubt self-harm what have you he finds it hard to resist and after he's marked with that goo on his neck by blurry face or nico or Keon, or whoever the fuck you want to call him, Skeleton Click. I'm re I'm so ready for the corrections, Tyler. <laughs> I'm so ready to get just prepared fucking, to be added. I, I am so ready to get dragged. It's not even funny. <laughs> look, look, guys, I'm a novice. I did, my, I did the best I could. Okay? <laughs> uh, he follows Nico back to Dima in sort of a trance, like like he's high on heroin. Like this self doubt mm -hmm. and insecurity is so attractive. You know, you know, people with mental health issues, like this sort of thing is just so comforting to right. them. Uh, you see Tyler following it, but he's showered with yellow flower petals, um, which remind him of his rebel cause. 
this yellow, of course, representing good, and this rebellion against Dima. Mm-hmm. And he bolts. He takes off. Mm-hmm. The memes, man. The memes. The memes. <laughs> <laughs> you knew they were coming. The oh, second, yeah. the first time you saw that video, especially the shot of the horse in the background and Tyler just mm-hmm. booking it through the With creek, that man. As hell face. Oh my god, he looks absolutely terrified. <laughs> Wouldn't you be if a fucking red robe on a horse oh was chasing god, you? Oh my god, dude. What a scene. What a scene. So, one thing I want to bring up, and I feel like this isn't too out of context. When they release the, um, what the heavy dirty soul video of them on on a, on a highway in Ohio. We talked about on the show uh an interview that they did right around that video about how they didn't, you know, they didn't want to do a video. They could have went and done a video in like LA or something or or right. somewhere like high up, but they literally just asked like the local Ohio police to like if they could just like shut down the road for for a day so they could record this music video, you know. And now now they're out in the middle of like fucking nowhere and they got horses and shit and like they tied mm-hmm. both of those storylines together. And I think that's really cool because yeah, like there was no it's, mystery it's... around Heavy Dirty Soul and now that video has all the mystery around right because now it clicks. It's mm-hmm. like they're sort of on the run, you know. Maybe right. they made it away from Dima the secret city and they've made it to a highway you know out in the middle of nowhere right and now in heavy dirty soul they're on this highway right. so tyler ultimately falls at the end of the video mm-hmm. and maybe he wakes up at the at the beginning of the video like there might be some split timeline right. things going on that i'm not even going to dive into because mm-hmm. i just i just don't i don't feel like it man Dude. <laughs> there's too much going on it's here for me to... it's a deep yeah. hole so tyler t- interesting tyler has a cut like a fresh cut in this video on his nose that is a scar in the heathens video mm-hmm. so 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 that shows that you know this 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 takes place before heathens and heavy dirty soul and um you know in heathens where he becomes that rebel heathen bandit sort of character that he's repping you know him and all his friends you know don't okay fuck with us. so so the rebels are the heathens i was wondering if the heathens were the niners no yeah no the niners are the ruling bishops of the the city of Dima, the heathens are the the good the rebels, or you know, or maybe the rebels that have escaped and since you know turned to banditry because they had no other other option in life. Okay, um, are we sure? Because I feel like wouldn't it make sense though? Like like Tyler obviously has some sort of um, partialness to Blurry Face, like it, mm-hmm. it's it's part of him. Like and heathens mm-hmm. aren't necessarily like heathens in the context of a religious sense isn't necessarily a good thing right well that's the thing though is they in a religious sense his crew they're heathens because they're rebelling against the religion of dima and these bishops they're heathens they're bandits you know they are the worst of the worst as he says you know in the song yeah, which kind of gives context because we were all like, why the fuck are 21 Pilots acting so tough on this song? <laughs> but it makes sense now in this story, you know? Absolutely. And we knew from an interview uh, with Tyler during that whole crazy when they took over Columbus, he said that um, Heathens was supposed to be the lead yep. single from mm-hmm. the next album. So yep. we see now how this all sort of sort of geniusly ties together. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler takes the rebel yellow jumpsuit out of the trunk of the burning car, right? Yep. And that's the tie from from this video into Heathens. So that takes him into his new bandit 
life. So you have the timeline, which is jumpsuit is the beginning, right? It's mm-hmm. um his escape from Dima. Then you have heavy, dirty soul. There's a car. He's on the run, you know, after his escape from Dima. And then you have heathens were after his escape you know they're in hiding and they finally become the bandits or the heathens you know who will eventually now full circle be the bandits we see on the bandito tour it, it, it's all gonna kind of play sort of masterfully i think do you think with because the 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 face paint especially on tyler's neck has kind of always been a part of 21 pilots look and if you look in like the stressed out video I know that that video is incredibly innocent, especially when mm-hmm. compared to with like jumpsuit and heavy mm-hmm. dirty soul and heathens. But is there a connection to that video at all? I just, you know, I think just the emotion of blurry face, you know, and what he or okay. Nico, right. or, and that's the thing is blurry face and Nico could be two different people. I'm choosing to interpret it as they're the same people, sort of that sort of infect Tyler. Mm-hmm. But it, blurry face could be Tyler. Blurry face. Nico and Tyler could all be different people. You know, it's there's so many possibilities. It's it's kind of yeah. to each his own. Yeah, you know, it's, it's up, for sure. up to interpretation here. For sure. What do you think? The way I took it is that Tyler is Blurry Face. Yeah. That that's what I I said that when Blurry Face came out, right? Right. When when people were talking about like who's Blurry Face, you know, and I'm just like, well, he says it. Like we're all Blurry Face. We are our right. own insecurities. We embody those things. What this video could kind of could kind of offer a different theory to that is that a higher power, maybe like a government, mm. is the Blurry Face that's infecting you and mm. all of us. You know, because we literally see him smear the black blurry face on him you know a figure of power so that was what made me think maybe tyler hadn't been blurry face all along and he was you know infected by just the world we live in you know Uh, i don't know yeah i didn't realize that the black was bad i think i feel like we can this video confirmed that the black kind of it's something that holds him down right 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 it's 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 a weight on him but it is synonymous like it's it's been synonymous with tyler's look yeah even was it before ever before the blurry face era like during I know. vessel i don't think so i don't think okay. i ever saw it during vessel okay. no they were they were all about the masks back for then, sure yeah yep. pretty clean but um have you seen m night Shyamalan's the village i have not okay so tyler is a big m night Shyamalan fan tyler joseph not okay. sure he's a big m night Shyamalan <laughs> fan uh-huh and there are a lot of, uh, it's just worth pointing out, there are a lot of similarities okay. between this video, the story of Dima, and that movie. So if you haven't okay. seen The, the Village, it, I'm not going to spoil it because there's massive spoilers. It's a very mm. uh, div- divisive movie, but it's definitely worth checking out if you're a 21 Pilots fan. And it's an interesting movie. Okay, so Josh, also just my last thing on the mythology, and then we can get into the songs, cool. which I know you're, I know you're itching to do, <laughs> and I, I appreciate you indulging me through totally. all this this, no, this, this storyline, man. Yep. But um, Josh, the one interview, which this is interesting in Suspect itself, the only interview has been Josh. Tyler is remaining right. silent, exactly. which is so interesting. Josh talked it. to uh, Annie, Annie Mack on BBC, mm-hmm. and she gave the song uh, Jumpsuit, Hottest Record in the World, Shouts to BBC, mm-hmm. Shouts to Annie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, Josh, during the interview, she asked, where are you? And he said, I'm in Trench. <laughs> she just kind of skipped over it, like, what the fuck is this guy saying? I'm not uh-huh. even going to, you know. Right, but it was right. just interesting to hear. We know that's the album title, but it's interesting to hear Josh say, "I'm in trench." Like trench is a place. He's, you know what I mean? They're full character, man. They can't yeah. break. Nah, I almost is. wonder. You tell me where your mind goes. My mind went like I think of trench as like a dirty hideout kind of, and I wonder if that's like where the heathens, the bandits, 
where they live now after escaping Dima. Like that's kind of that's where my mind went. I when trench. I heard when I heard trench, I know trench is almost more like a ditch almost, you yeah. know, like the the physical actual representation of a trench, but like that little <laughs> valley felt like a trench to me. That's the oh. first thing I associated it with. Interesting. So, I don't know like Dima feels like a village and we don't see any village in this place where Tyler's running and he wakes up in. Right, we just see the, the big stone city in the background. That's right, all. right. The, so that's Dima. I feel yeah. like this might be because all of the those... that he's running through is what you're saying. Right, because the, the rebels are all there. Yeah, the ones who have escaped right. already, presumably. Right. So, yeah, but it's just interesting I, what they're doing with Josh and having I Josh love... the interview. Right, but like Tyler hasn't even tweeted. Right. Since, it, it, since the, you know, everything got announced. I love the mystique around him. I yeah. think that's, they're turning him, you know, don't, don't at me here, but like it, it, it feels like brand new mystique around yeah. him. And I love that we're like character building in a way where Tyler literally has to say nothing. And I got to say of the character building, he looks like a fucking little action hero in this video. Oh, absolutely. Like, just, with that jumpsuit on and that, I know it's not a real jumpsuit. Please don't correct me. I know it's just a jacket. <laughs> But you know, for purposes, we're just going to call it a jumpsuit. Uh-huh. You know, with the yellow X, and that's his rebel markings. He looks like a little, like a little action figure you could have. Like he really, he looks the part, you know, of an action hero. Is uh, Tyler Joseph going to star in the next Marvel movie? Possibly, man. <laughs> Make him Mister Inferno or some shit. I don't Dude, know. Dude, right? All right. Uh, you ready to talk about the songs, Tyler? Let's dive, I mean, we're here for, man. We're here for the music, right? We. I mean, the, this the, is what of... we're here for. Okay, let's start with jumpsuit. All right. Oh, sure. All right. What um what are your thoughts on jumpsuit? The riff. Let let's talk about that riff real quick, man. That riff. The man. morning the song dropped. All right. I'm on the train. I get a message from Brian Storm, all caps, sirens emojis, just says it's out. Well let's rewind <laughs> and just shouts to Tyler Sharp. This is my second shouts I'm giving you this episode, but all shouts right. to Tyler Sharp who knew like like a two weeks in advance was coming and, and so we had to jump on it we were ready so right. you gotta give yourself some cut there at least we were ready i mean we we were aware you know like we were yeah. aware things were happening we just you, i wasn't entirely sure when i was just like yeah. it's it's coming i just don't know you, you, exactly you gave me a day when. you gave me a day yeah I and you were pretty damn fucking close yeah off by maybe off by an hour or two so i listened to it you press play right and then that riff kicks in and just instant concern yeah, I was inst- like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We are not doing this right now. It's heavy. It's almost sludgy. It's bombastic in a way that Imagine Dragons are. And I know, you know, no one, no 21 Pilots fan necessarily wants to hear that. But the world has gone 21 Pilots core. You know, mm-hmm. Logic wrote the song, wrote and released the song that Tyler Joseph was destined to write. Um, one eight hundred, and we we see so many artists popping up that are taking the kind of structure of Vessel and Blurry Face, this kind of insecure but innovative, youthful kind of sounding approach to rock music. And now that everyone is kind of hopping on that train, it's like, what did Twenty One Pilots do? So now we see what they're doing. The single is very leans very heavily towards the Imagine Dragons approach to just big sounding music so the verse 
is fine. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Tyler's vocal approach. Um, I think that's a big thing that fans gravitate to. It's insecure yet commanding. You right. know, like he he is approachable yet lives on another level. So the chorus, I was... I was waiting for the song to hop back into it. I I don't necessarily like when songs lead with the chorus, right? Mm -hmm. So right out of the gates, he's singing, I can't believe how much I hate pressures of a new place from my way, jumpsuit, jumpsuit, cover me. And I was waiting for something else. And then they say that the again. Riff. Right, The right. riff kind of screams in. Right, and right. As, a, as a blocker. Exactly. And then when we get back to that part, I'm waiting for that to be like the pre-chorus. And then it literally, instead of like an EDM drop, they come in with this massive just like almost white stripes on steroids riff. Um, thump, 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 thump. Dude, literally. it is yeah. going through. So... My favorite part of this song is the bridge because I feel yeah. like that is where classic 21 Pilots It's the most through. 21 Pilots moment on the song. So for sure. my approach to 21 Pilots has always been in any conversation I've ever had about the band is that they would not be as big as they are without the thematics. If mm-hmm. they didn't write the accessible, like just 100% millennial encapsulating lyrics that they do, this band would not be as big as they are. So in the bridge, he says, I'll be right there, but you'll have to grab my throat and lift me in the air. If you need anyone, I'll stop my plans, but you'll have to tie me down and break both my hands. Mm -hmm. That is literally so millennials and those who are younger than us really just like we've never really known the world very much without being constantly available through technology. Mm -hmm. And there's a weight that comes along with that, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you you're constantly available 24 7 and it's kind of like the the low level version of this would be like oh you're too busy to text me back but you're not too busy to tweet you know kind of thing but like shit pisses me off by the way yo if you are my friend out there and i have sent you a text and you don't text me back and i see you tweeting (laughs) you're in trouble you're you're in you're in Matt jail. Like See, I take right? serious. I take such offense to that. But that's like the lowest common approach to this thing, right? You know, like right. I do it all the time, and it's a horrible thing that I do. But like I leave friends hanging that I haven't what? heard from in a while that'll reach out to me, and I'll just be like, I'm so busy, consumed with work, and and that usually always comes first for me, and like reaching out to people at the end of the day and saying, hey, what's up? Having a conversation feels exhausting. So I, I know, just continually put it off. I know what you mean off. because, like, you know, I got my best friends and we have a text thread that mm-hmm. goes nonstop. Obviously, you and me have, like, one of the most epic text threads that just is never, <laughs> it never stops, right? It never we, stops. I, it, oh, my God. If you printed our text thread out as, like, a receipt for McDonald's, it would be, like, five miles but you know i've got that i've got my best friends you know um if i whatever girlfriend i have at the time you know i probably have a thread with mm-hmm. and other than that though i do fall behind and i do feel that pressure and of it's like, oh. and it's kind of like if you're friends with someone it's it's just known that you're gonna be there for them that's right. that's part of having a relationship with someone that right. you're there to help them out if they have and a I tough do time. I do find myself I make conscious efforts to reach out to people and try to be more like I have certain friends I try to get more involved but then I also wonder like am I being sincere I'm just doing this to maintain the friendship to and sometimes that makes me feel you know what I mean sometimes quo. that makes right it makes me feel I'm genuinely doing it like to help them and be in their life more but I'm like you know if I had my choice I'd really just be watching Rick and Morty right now and like oh, you know man. talking. <laughs> Right, right. And like my my approach to it is that like I guess my problem 
is that I don't do that at all. You know, like yeah. someone will reach out to me and then I'll like have a hundred other tweet notifications from the PRP and Lamgoat about stories that are running and shit. And right. like, you know, edit, I got to edit the podcast. I'm going to interview someone. I got to go do this and that for work or talk to a right. band. And at the end of the day, like I just put friendships off as not a priority. And I don't, I know everyone's situation is unique, but I feel like this line, these few lines are mm -hmm. like a hundred percent relatable. Cause I feel like anyone who has used technology before that, that constant 24 seven availability leaves mm -hmm. an amount of weight on people. And right. when he says, I'll be right there, but you'll have to grab my throat and lift me in the air. If you need anyone, I'll stop by plans, but you'll have to tie me down and break both my hands. Like, I'm here for you, but most of the time, like, you're going to have to twist my arm to get my right. attention. And I, I I felt that, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> man. You, you, obviously, you felt a way. I right? felt, you felt that, away. man. Like, that you hit me away. hard. That hit me hard. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, I did the, you know, I did the same thing even, like, before technology took off so much. So, I did the same thing. Like, I had this girlfriend that I totally fell in love with mm -hmm. um, in, high, in high, late high school. And, and I ignored all of my friends. Mm. I mean, I was the biggest fucking bastard about it. You know, I was so just enamored in this relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, when we finally broke up and my life felt like it had fallen apart because this girl was gone, what was left was my friends. You know, right. they were there to pick me up. And I realized... I'll never make this mistake again. Right. And and uh, so I've always just been, you know, if you're my friend, you're my brother, you're my ride or die forever. So totally. it's it's something I struggle with now as we have entered this age of technology, just, you know, trying to, to maintain and live up to that promise I made to myself, you know, so many exactly. years ago. Because it's so tough because life itself outside right. of friendships and relationships can be so heavy you know truth and then and you know i have friends like you know who are getting married now and having kids mm -hmm. and, and i'm i'm losing i'm losing them in right. some respects and that's sad and um i have some you know other friends who their friends get married it's just you know it's tough it's tough yeah it's and, it's just this is it, it feels like they really they really captured a a feeling that hasn't necessarily been brought to the forefront it's like everyone is aware that this happens and might also be aware that they do it but like no one actually talks about this, you know, like yeah. I've never actually had a conversation with someone about like, why do we do this? And I think it's because there's just this weight of being of technology allowing us to be 24 available to each other 24 seven. And it's just like that on top of everything that goes on in your daily life, it gets yeah. to be too much. And like. I hate that that's a reality. And I think Tyler does too. So yeah, I, mean, I you, thought this you can was imagine, really You can imagine what, what, what Tyler goes Exa through. Right? With, Are you kidding me? You're becoming famous so fast. You oh know, my gosh. Forget it, right? Yeah. Shouts. Sh by the way, Tyler, shouts to everyone in New York who loves to beep their horn. I just want to say that. Um, <laughs> gotta come through our I was podcast. I, I was don't mind. Though. You know, it's it's nice background. I was you know, wondering it's, if y'all could a minor, hear that. I apologize. A minor beep. I apologize um, for the background noise. Yeah, Tyler apologizes, listeners. But um, yeah, so that all right dr phil on note to scene that was fun <laughs> dude, um, I, I felt that man so moment. all right yeah dude, you felt so. away but another you know interesting way you know the lyrics you have to grab me by my throat and break my hands tyler joseph you know uses his throat to sing and his hands to write mm -hmm. so you know what i mean he's like the only way you'll stop me is by you know breaking the, my hands and my throat the literal tools I use to be an artist. I found that an interesting connection with that lyric. And I also think it's interesting in the video, we literally see Blurryface or Bishop Nico, 
whoever you want to call him, grabbed Tyler by the His throat. throat. There, so you, there's layers Tyler, you felt, here, you man. You felt a way about the, where are you at with your score? And, oh, and, and, man. and I'll go through some stuff. And so, like, if I, at, could, if I could just have a song with the bridge. <laughs> just the bridge. Just, <laughs> just the bridge. Can I just have that? Because ultimately, that it rip, really... Bridge, rip, bridge. I, I'm just, I'm concerned with the riff, man. It has me yeah, concerned. I, like I don't mind the verses. But ultimately, like, especially the kind of uh, connection between the bridge and the rest of the song it feels super separate like okay. there there's there's a lull in the action in between okay. the like the second chorus and the bridge and i don't really like that so okay. i haven't heard it on the radio yet i'm assuming there's some sort of radio edit right like there has to be uh, yeah well i mean we'll see okay it's definitely getting so, added yeah, oh no, it is at number 12 right now on alt radio, which is insane. Are you serious? It is absolutely insane, man. I, is it on? Did you check Active Rock? I did not check Active Rock, but it's not on top 40. All right, well, you tell me your score, Tyler, and I'm going to check Active Rock while, cool. you're, uh, so, while you're doing that. Altogether, I felt a massive way about a moment you felt in way. this song. You totally felt a way about a moment in this song. But not the song as a whole, even though I've literally I've I've listened to this over 40 times. No problem. Like easy 40 times, maybe even over 50. Same. same. Um, so it is ingrained. They're at, number, they're at number 44 on Active Rock. On Active Rock, but number 12 at Alt Radio. OK. I mean, Active is not there. You know, they don't thrive. Right. Right. right That's right. impressive that they're on it. You know, For they're sure. not an Active Rock band. I mean, that's Scream, man. Well, yeah, if, if you song, get through. their history these DJ, these active rock DJs For are sure. not like, oh yeah, Twenty One Pilots. This 21. is our band. They right. think, you know, they think of like Ride. You know, <laughs> they're right. like, no, right? Yeah, no. Where's the five finger? I'm interested to see if the radio edit or if there is a radio edit has the screams in it. It's if the radio edit feels as disconnected as it is. Altogether, my score is a back and forth struggle of a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Oh, you hurt my heart, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I found it really interesting. Josh wrote lyrics for this song. Oh, okay. I don't I think Josh that. has ever written lyrics before. Gotcha. This song is written by Josh Dunn and Tyler Joseph, so that's really interesting to me. You know, this song, lyrically, not, not a whole lot going on, aside from, you know, the moment you dove into, is kind of just cr- chronicling Tyler's flight from Dima. Um, it's a very speedy song. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, when I heard that guitar riff, I was instantly worried. I, <laughs> I, did, I, did I text you that night, like, when it dropped and everything? I, I first I time just, you listened to me, you, you didn't tell me how it was but you were just like so this new song dot 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 (laughs) (laughs) i mean i like broke out when i heard that guitar riff Uh because i was like instantly the worst you know i'm like this is gonna be the worst move ever they're gonna Mm -hmm. try to make a rock song Mm -hmm. and they're gonna fail Mm -hmm. and um it's 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 very but it's very it's a high i call these high altitude riffs like these are there's something aerial about these kinds of riffs. Like you see, you could just see fighter jets doing sidewinders to them in the sky. For you know what sure. I mean? These riffs are up there, so I yep. just call them high altitude riffs. And I was like, all right, this is an interesting move for the band, but you know, it's not what the band needed to do. Like mm-hmm. this is not going to be a massive top forty pop hit at all. You just you can't swing it with those those thump, thumping guitars in there. My thing is, but that I think that's okay because when you think back to Blurry Face, fairly local was the first single you know Mm -hmm. and that was not a hit at all and um but it it really set the story and the tone for blurry face and kind of like this this song and this whole sort of story does but fairly local wasn't a hit you know um the bangers were to come and many of them were to come 
So I can see this song fitting in that fairly local space where it's just there to set up the story and the real banger singles are on the way. So I'm not too worried. And overall, I think, you know, this is a decent rock song. Mm -hmm. Um, That riff, man, I almost think that riff is too hard for alt. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's why I I wanted to check on active rock radio, because Mm -hmm. to me, this is more of a hard rock. If you take that bridge away, it's a hard rock song. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And and I know you say that bridge to you feels too separate, but to me, it's really ballsy. Like, I really found that bridge fucking ballsy. Just where, you know, Tyler, you just, like I said, you've got high altitude riffs just fucking hammering away and Tyler doing just his sort of menacing vocals Mm -hmm. that I love in those verses. And then he just slows it down into a falsetto over, over that piano. And it's like, we're back to classic, classic 21. And I just, I just, I found it ballsy. I, I, I like the move. I hope, I hope that's not cut out in the radio edit. <laughs> I, I think it deserves to be on the radio. Yeah, it just sort of slows everything down. It lets the song breathe. It, I, I it really does. like it. Yeah, I really like it. Um, the scream. Mm-hmm. We gotta talk about the scream. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, as we're building up to the climax, climax of the song, he screams, you know, jumpsuit, jumpsuit, cover me. And I thought, you know, this was was just going to be kind of like a cool little accent of the song, right? Mm-hmm. He's just going to say jumpsuit, jumpsuit, cover me as a scream. But no, he turns it into a refrain and he screams the chorus twice uh-huh. really hard. And at one at one point, I'm like, are we going to get a third refrain with a death growl? Like, that was, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It would have been. He was going low. He was going yeah, low. I was like, he's going low next. Here it comes. Here and it comes. Um, So here's my take. And you, you, you can disagree with me or agree with me. My right. take. This is a post-hardcore song. Oh, my goodness. You have a transition from soft emo crooning mm-hmm. to throat-shredding classic post-hardcore breakdown. That's a post-hardcore breakdown. We could say that this is 2018 radio post-hardcore. I'm Perfect. okay with that. I think it, post- it, it, it fits what needs to happen. To- <laughs> on paper. And on our, paper. our 21 pilots bring in post-hardcore back. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? I'm not having that conversation. Oh, start, oh, pop, screamo, whatever you want to call it. You know, the used. You know, you know, just, you know, a hard rock song with a light post-hardcore breakdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. I think I think the scream is a little because we have songs like "Look at Me" right by XXXTentacion, which just just climbed up the charts so fast and peaked so high. Didn't necessarily get top forty radio play. I understand this is a little different than that, considering Twenty One Pilots are a rock band, right? They're coming from this world and they're on this level putting screams in it, whereas mm. X was an other hip-hop artists who have incorporated aggressive screams into their vocals and are having, you know, top 10 Billboard Hot 100 hits Recipes are X. approaching things from a much different way. But I think the scream doesn't necessarily mean as much as everyone's saying it does. I don't think it means as much. I just think structurally that that's a post-hardcore breakdown. Like you'd hear in a Silverstein song or a Census Fail song or a Used song. And uh, I mean, I think they earned the post-hardcore badge here. It stretches. That's stretching it a little bit for me. I mean, it's what, like I said, it's, it's very AFI. It's very Miss Murder. Like you think of the screams in Miss Murder when that finally comes in. It's not that far. We're not that far off. I think his approach to screaming certainly puts it in that lane. You know, it's very high end. It's very like it could it could have just been an accent piece, and instead he chooses to double down on it with a refrain, right? Which which I think it's very representative. 
and reflective of 2004 to 2006. But the one thing that I associated most with post-hardcore was jumpsuit, man. Red jumpsuit apparatus. Like... (laughs) They're having some they're having some SEO battle right there, right? Oh, like oh, is that no. necessarily the best uh the best thing to go up against one of the most iconic post-hardcore songs of the 2000s? I mean, obviously TOP is going to destroy it with a click, but like you're still yeah. competing for space at the end of the day. You know, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, you know, they'll play the county fair, you know, every year, <laughs> no, but I'm I not, think this they this don't is matter, but that song this, mattered, this, man. I I know, but look I love and I love that platinum, song, but it's, dude, I, that record I, I went lo- platinum. I love that song. I love that summer. I love the almost, you know, with say this <laughs> okay. singer alongside right. of it, you know, as there a companion single. Just, yeah. They were all taken off. I love it all, but this, they're they'll be wiped away by this. I mean, this is probably you know, this okay. is. Uh, I'm just saying, we got uh, there's Google real estate out there, yeah. and uh, keywords tw- are keywords. And 21 just bought it for 59 million. <laughs> that Google real estate. Um, right. We'll see. I mean. And, and that all, all right. depends on how big of a hit the song. I didn't know it was going to out the gate, you know, up to 12. At all. Dude, so, so, F, so I, Panic know, is back to number one right now with Say Amen on alt. And we've got 21 pilots up to 12 in two days. Yeah. <laughs> and 30 seconds Mars, are they, have they completely dropped off? I, I saw they were, think... they're pushing, um, they're now pushing, um, is it Rescue Me? Yeah, they're now pushing Rescue Me. So I assume, I assume Dangerous Night has dropped off alt the alt radio charts yeah i'm not exactly sure where it's at i'm pulling it up right now it was man it was it was so good to see them at number one right man what a moment so okay fun. rescue me is at 35 right now all right so that's the next single right push. yeah um, they're completely off other than that and and, and dangerous night gone <laughs> yeah i don't see okay, it so, anyway all right we're keeping the email in we're keeping 21 pilots and uh Follow up away at forty three, man. I mean, Last they of the trying. real They're ones. gonna try, you know. They're gonna try. <laughs> Dude, I don't know still why. Trying. Oh um, my god. So my take aside, um, you know, at my first thoughts on this song, I was at a seven out of ten with you. You know, I was like, it's not mm-hmm. what the band needs to do. But you know, once 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 took it into context with the story and everything, and really listening to the song eighty times, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I came up, man, and I'm at an eight out of ten. Whoa, genu- Banger I, Nation! I, sound the I, alarm. I genuinely enjoy the song. I like sound it. Sound the alarm, man. So you hit that blue check mark, right? Oh, oh yeah, dude. It's it's blue checked and it's on the Banger playlist. Okay, too. all right, all right. It, yeah, it's Spotify up for me. I hit um, the blue check mark. It is not on okay. 2018 Banger playlist yet. I like it. You know, it's not my favorite 21 Pilots song ever. I, it's not the best career move this isn't going to be their big top 40 hit and and maybe it doesn't need to be like i said maybe those are coming later but i like it um okay nico and the niners we gotta talk about the next song. so okay i found this one sonically far less interesting i it's... find the band's retreat back into like ukulele reggae mm-hmm. and the pseudo jamaican rapping of mm-hmm. tj to be kind of lazy and too much of a safe space. Ooh. Like this feels it just to me this feels like a regression musically. Sure. Um thematically it's fun because it serves as a rebel anthem for Clancy and the rebels of Dima and this grand story. It's a great companion piece like you said to the video of jumpsuit and it's a great you know real lyrical representation of Clancy's journals we've been reading and the story of Dima. Um it gets more into the rebels plan to escape Dima which seems to involve creating a massive demonstration or a mob in the city as a diversion for a few people 
to escape east, mm. where they can tunnel underground under the weaker walls, where there are no vultures, watchers or watchers vultures whatever you want to call them the watchers are on the west wall they want a tunnel under the east wall um and they're going to do this during what is called the annual assemblage of glorified which takes place in the glorious vista that we see on the map of it's a circle of dima and it's far away from the wall so the plan laid out in the song is to have this assemblage in the glorious vista while a few people escape under okay. the east and that's why east is up is the rebel battle cry okay um the line that you know sums up the song and they're all the rebel battle cry perfectly is we'll win but not everyone will get out mm-hmm. um i like i love the themes of this song it's kind of a head bobber but you know ultimately i come to a seven out of ten because sonically it's just far less interesting yeah, it's very blurry face, kind of typical yeah. 21 Pilots approach to a song. I wasn't overly impressed with it, but once I learned that thematically this song's existence is purely to give context to mm-hmm. the jumpsuit video, it made more sense to me. Because like, if you just look at the structure of the song, it has one verse that's repeated twice in a chorus that's literally the song you know mm-hmm. like there's not much to it i hear i hear inklings of adam levine in here uh <laughs> like 2018 adam this song isn't gonna be you know a hit pushed as a single i'm glad that it feels you know, very different than say the panic of the disco rollout where the second song was just completely forgotten because if you're a fan you care about the context that this song offers, even I, if it's I know this doesn't seem like a hit, but like it could low key do okay on all. You know what I mean? If you uh, just oh, base, sure. as if your baseline Twenty One yeah, Pilots, yeah, if they yeah, decide yeah. to, it might chart. I mean, we saw with Blurry Face; it was you like know? two and a half years later, and they were just put. They could have pushed any song they wanted. Off yeah, that I mean, to me, this song's as interesting as Ride. You know, it's it's Ooh, just that alt reggae. That, it's just more man. more alt reggae. Like, Ride kind of. Th- there's more life there. This, this feels this feels almost redundant to me. But what, so explain to me real quick, save your razor blades now, not yet. What does that mean? So it's interesting because you can take it as the self, there's the self-harming. Right, right. right. The razor, Um, the use of the word razor blades. Don't give up, right? Don't slit your wrists. We're going to escape the city of Dima or hide your razor blades as weapons that we're going to use in our escape. And kill these motherfucking bishops, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you take it either way. Okay, it was funny because when the first time I listened to the song, I didn't listen to the lyrics at all. Like they completely went over my head, right. and I feel like that's where Twenty One Pilots could get a little. They might get in a little trouble because I thoroughly, mm-hmm. like I said before, I thoroughly believe this band relies heavily on the thematics of their music to resonate with their audience in order for it to ride. And this song is just a hundred percent unrelatable because it doesn't mean anything to anyone who doesn't know the story of Dima yeah. and where we're, the narrative is right now. We are agreeing on a lot of levels today. Yeah, I, there are, there are I, multiple sections of my notes that I had, and you've just totally, totally got there before me. <laughs> nice. Great minds think. A like hell yeah hell yeah so so yeah so that's where i'm at with it i'm at like uh it's a coherent song especially for 21 pilots so pilot shark Shark, give it that give it that six at least man dude oh my gosh i want uh yeah all right six out of ten six Six out of ten yeah i was in between a five and a half and a six so 
we'll right. go we'll give them it all right so uh, you know we've gone through the songs the video the story uh it's kind of let's kind of let's let's turn let's pump the brakes and let's turn the direction forward tyler sharp okay let's kind of just assess this and look to the future okay so first off not to get too far ahead of everything but i got a pitch for you all right pitch let me hear, let me hear it escape from dima the dystopian netflix series Oh my goodness! Are you watching it? Oh my goodness! Absolutely, I'm dude. I'm watching the Demon Netflix series. I think okay. they got something they can pitch. Okay. First thing, I had instant sirens going off in my head. That would be bigger than Gerard Way's Netflix series. Oh, that, by a dude, long shot. Let's just let's just let's just say it, that that doesn't matter. Who dude, cares about Gerard? Netflix series. Dude, Tyler Joseph and Josh Dunn. <laughs> Oh right God. those dude they, them acting in a cast shit, and man. this 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 relatively you know you just get some random stone castle from, in england and shoot there and and you gotta you gotta you gotta at least a six episode you know sort of mini series right could you maybe make them maybe, that... maybe make them 20 minute episodes like the end of the fucking world you know like it's just a fun little adventure of their escape from dima could you I'm imagine in. if that... Can I buy stock in that, yo? Can Dude, I get, like, Bitcoin on that? Like, like, I'm in. Could you imagine if that's the future of music rollouts? Synonymous yeah. with some sort of theatrical, you know, counterpart? Yeah. Whether that I be wanna... a short Netflix series or a... Right. Even, like, a, a short film that gets a theatrical air one weekend or something. Dude, that could be a right. thing, man. I'm Absolutely. a bit, Dude, I, we we could get that here. Because yeah. this video is literally, the jumpsuit video is like a mini movie, man. It feels and, like that way. And we leave off in that video, you know, I with, with, with Josh Dunn sort of seeing Tyler fall. And I think sort of the next video we're going to see is Josh Dunn's story. Because he wasn't in this video. I think the next story, we'll see Josh Dunn. However, he rescues Tyler and however they hit the road, you know, and get away from Nico, the bishop, the evil bishop that's chasing them and get away from Dima. Um, So their approach here, I think, is I think this is a thematically correct choice for the band to do because it's more cinematic. It's more about world building and fantasy. It's less about depression. They're moving away from mental health core. Because, like you said, they got, you know, coup. There was a coup, right? <laughs> a bunch of artists came up and so Logic did it with 1 800. NF did it with, you know, Let You Down. Lil Uzi Vert did it, you know, with um, Exo Tour Life. It, the sound has been hijacked and outplayed, right? They couldn't go back to it, could they? You even got there's, new artists coming up. Grandson. Yeah, right. Grandson. 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 Mm-hmm. No thoughts, no prayers. Um, you know, it's like the. The genre is just over. They they created something. Even even the fucking chain smokers are getting on this now. Oh you know? my Dude, goodness! You know what I mean? The everybody yep. hates me song. It's and so you know they Twenty One Pilots could be at risk of just becoming it. You know a chain smokers if they if they came back with that sound. So I think they've made thematically the correct choice to avoid that that hijack sound, which I got to give props to you for mentioning and pointing this all out earlier. But commercially, <laughs> this sound is not. What we've heard so far is not going to grow them as a band. I think these two songs will energize and solidify their their core fan base, though, especially with the storytelling. Like, you know, the Skeleton Click are going to be all about this. This is exactly what the Skeleton Click fan base wants. Totally. They want these deep dives. So it's good for the main fans, but 
it's not very accessible for mainstream audiences. Right. Um, the the diehards are gonna do the dive no matter what, and they're gonna and what, love yeah. this. But and what what's interesting? I went from being disappointed to these songs to liking them better once I knew the story and I knew the narrative. See, that's interesting. I you know now that you lay it out, I'm I guess I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm coming around in the narrative because I didn't do as deep as dive as you did. I was much more on the commercial side of things, mm-hmm. looking at it through those lens. But the diehards are always going to care. They're always going to do the deep dives. A hit rider dies on the casual fan. Can you captivate mm-hmm. them? And here's my question for Jumpsuit, because that's obviously the, the single push. What about, and obviously these two songs are completely different, mm-hmm. but we did just have a song by Portugal the Man shoot to number one everywhere, and we could not escape that song. And it was the farthest thing from your typical 2018, mm-hmm. 2017 pop song right it was not a spotify core it was the exact opposite and when we talked about on the show i know you hated that song i loved it i loved it i mean i think that thing grooves like no other man like shouts to that bass yo man six-year-old women can groove to that song totally (laughs) like no joke i know i said it on the show before but i walked into thanksgiving dinner at my grandparents last year and my aunt was singing Portugal the man song. <laughs> I mean, did she jump on the table and shake her hips? Because I can totally see it. That's what, Dude, this, that's what that song does. It's got a groove, man. Are we putting too much of a death sentence on this song out of the gates? That's my I, I, main question. All right. The thing is, is that song can appeal to your to baby boomers. The Portugal the Man For song. For sure. That it's, it can appeal to Beatles fans, Stones mm-hmm. fans, you know, Doors fans. It, that there's a, there's a whole market that that song can appeal to that this song cannot. So you don't think so? I, uh, no. There's there. I mean, Foo Fighters fans maybe. You know what I'm saying? Can like this. That's why I see it. It's it, it'll do good at alt radio. You know, obviously. It'll, you don't maybe think top forty? Rock radio. You don't There's think top no, forty? I see, I see zero top forty potential with this song. How I mean, a hundred percent through the current top forty lens, I see no way that this song rides. But like, there's a there part was- of me that says. If it gets added, there's a chance for it to climb. I could just, I, there's just something that, about it that's attractive. That riff, though, man. I, it's, it's so dissonant. It's like, too it's, much it guitar. It hits you way for, too hard. Totally. It's too, it's too much guitar for radio that has been devoid of guitar for too long. Absolutely. You know, that that feel... Portugal the Man song almost doesn't have a guitar. It's a bass <laughs> riff. You know what I'm saying? It's just a dumb, Just dumb, layers of bass. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It, it, it's... It, That's why I I don't see it having a top 40 chance. I don't like, for sure. I don't like the low end of this riff because it does, it certainly makes it feel much more like a... And and you're absolutely never going to hear screams at top 40. You're not going to hear a poster. I know, that's... (laughs) It's just, I just don't think that's the purpose this song is meant to serve. You know, I think this is their fairly I find it so odd. And so, like, I just don't see Fueled by Ramen... And Atlantic coming to this and say, all right, we're not going to push the the lead single is not supposed to be a hit. (laughs) I just don't see them approaching it that way. It's how they did it with Florida. Yeah, but they thought thought that song, they thought, right, but Fairly Local was supposed to be a hit. That's why they pushed it. I don't know that it was supposed to be a hit. Because they held a lot back, man, and they knew they had fire in there. And um, did they? Why do you lead with Fairly Local when you've got, you know, when you? So you know, Fairly Local came out, right? And it was a hit amongst the click, and it was a hit amongst the alternative scene, but it didn't touch radio at all. And then you know, next is Laura tearing my heart, 
And it was like, it was like, okay, here it is. Here's their real first like alt radio hit. And then what was it? Ride, ride next. And then, and then, um, and they just kind of built to it, you know, from ride to, um, stressed out, stressed out was the biggest song in the world. You couldn't escape it. And then, you know, we eventually get to heathens and they, so I wonder if the, if that's what we'll see here is, is building blocks on this rollout if they're not interested in coming out with the instant banger mm. i don't know i mean maybe they really do take their fans into consideration and want to plan <laughs> elaborate things does like a this. major label care about a band's not, not, fans not the label. i'm saying maybe tyler and, and and josh actually do take this stuff into consideration and and they they consider releasing a, a more of a storyline first fun for their fans and they're not as concerned maybe i don't they're just like so it fucked. I mean, they got that BDE dude. They're just so confident that they got the singles wow. behind them wow. that they're not worried. They know they got the bangers, you know? I, I don't know, man. When I heard Stressed Out, I was not confident. The first really? time I heard that song, did you think that was going to be a top 40 number one smash? Well, we got an advance at the AP office of the record, and we were like, I mean, once we got that advance, we were like, these are these songs are going places. Did you think it was going to go straight to number one on Top 40, though? I had no idea it was going to be a worldwide phenomenon, no. But I was like, this song works. See, I did I, I could, when I heard it, I was like, sure, great, alt-radio. That's where it's going to ride. There's no yep. way they get Top 40 play off this. It broke the mold. It didn't fit in the puzzle, you know? Yeah. Neither, and this song doesn't either. So that's yeah. why I'm but, like, they have a good track record of creating their own mold. But Stressed Out is a much more friendlier mold to pop radio sure, than this is very Foo Fighters guitars. Yes, right, right, right. But I'm just <laughs> oh, saying. I'm sorry, Rage Against the Machine guitars. Uh, there you, know you go. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> there, there is... <sighs> I mean, look, more power to them if they can pull it off, and we could probably go back and forth on this all day. But um, <laughs> let's let, let's let's hit another all right. point. All um, right, all right, let's move on. Um, okay, so Blurry Face had five like ma- correct me if I'm wrong. Five massive, I'd I'd call them smash hits: Tear yeah. in My Heart, Stressed Out, Ride, Heathens, not from Blurry Face but of the era, and Heavy Dirty Soul. Yep. Um, the record sold 140,000 copies first week. <laughs> it went triple platinum. Giving you some context, Panic of the Disco just sold 150,000 copies first week. And that Panic is down from 180 copies first week for Death of a Bachelor. I think I think we need to include streaming and, in their first week numbers. What was not, Panic? Uh, streaming is 173 for Panic. For, for the new Panic record? Yeah. Okay, so only a slight decrease. Okay, so right, yeah, right, I mean, right. it's not that bad. I'm more just giving you context as a big emo band to compare to okay um and this is leading to me this leads to me to the million dollar sales <laughs> question which is can 21 pilots bust 260,000 copies first week which is fallout boy Hold the record. High, yep. holds the record they got the belt for the biggest emo first week sales of all time um second place is mcr's black parade which did 240,000 copies but uh, I kind of feel like the bigger, the even bigger question here is, can they hit 300k first week? Because I, I feel like they can hit that 260k mark, and I'm wondering now more, right, can so they hit 300k? In your, in those numbers, are you including streaming? or Are you talking yes, old SPS. school? Yes, we live, we live in the SPS era okay. now, and I right. fully embrace it. Make I'm, sure. not a, I'm not a purist anymore. <laughs> we SPS. were, we were, we were for a while, but now we're SPS. We just, right. we, after seeing, it's just part of it. The rap, hip hop sort of revolution and and streaming. We it's just in now that you know CDs aren't being sold anymore and iTunes. You know there are rumors they might you know switch to all Apple Music streaming. It's 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 SPS streaming plus sales is the true definitive album sale. Right. 
no matter how wonky the the calculations may be. So my response to that is yes. Okay. They're going to do over 300,000 easy. I mean, when Blurry Face came out and did 140K first week, they hadn't blown up in the way they had. Absolutely right? You not. can easily say they're, four, they're three times bigger than they mm-hmm. were when Blurry Face came out. I mean, the, you know. That's why with streaming, my number in my head is yeah. they're competing with Beer Bongs and Bentley numbers, which did around 460. I don't know about that. So I'm just we'll, saying the streams, so, so what, man. So where are you putting them? Or, do, you, do you have an idea yet? I mean, we don't have to guess yet. This record's not coming out till like fucking October or something. I'm around so, four. You're around four. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm around three. Okay. And I'm curious if they could, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm maybe like 320. Okay. You know? They can, right. Okay. So my question is, and, and give me, and, and hear me out, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Are they the biggest band in the world? And at the peak of Blurry Face, it, I felt like it was easy to kind of say 21 Pilots are the biggest band in the world. Right. You know, no band, no like band, like rock music group had top 40 hits the way they did. But as you so geniusly, Tyler Sharp, got to give you props again, pointed out <laughs> earlier, Imagine Dragons have emerged on the scene. And they've been around for a while as a big right. rock band, but they really have just came out full speed, full throttle, full full clutch lately um you know imagine dragons for a while there they were a big they were a big you know all radio band you know they were like a one republic size kind of band like mm-hmm. a late period cold play size kind of band you know not a cold place peak obviously like later cold play right um but and now they've gone from that to arguably the biggest band in the world singles like thunder and believer are having as much if not more success as 21 pilots had with ride and stressed out this band is you know every sporting event mm-hmm. all the sporting events right not just you know your novelty here or there they're be they're everywhere they, they played the nhl you know stanley cup finals you know they're they're everywhere and their songs are being played and and they're being copied by everyone mm-hmm. like we said from 30 seconds to mars with walk on water to fallout boy to there's even a fucking there's a brand new song on on science fiction that copies Imagine Dragons. Remember that? Well, I forget the name of it. You know, it's towards it's one of the later tracks. You know, what I'm talking about. Uh, it wasn't Desert, was it? No, not Desert. It's the really fast paced sort of up in the air one. It sounds like uh, oh, very believer core, man. It's yeah, very yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very believer so, core. So 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 Imagine Dragons burst out, took over the world with Radioactive, and then it felt like they went away for a bit. Even though they didn't, they were just writing well, no, their own world. I mean, they had the radioactive wave, and then they had the demons wave, right. which was huge. Demon demons was fucking everywhere, and they just—they've kind of been that. They were—they were your replacement One Republic, essentially, yeah. as One Republic were kind of exiting as being the biggest rock band, and right. Coldplay were falling. It's just they so were your expansive, but, and th- but they really blew the fuck up. Right. Like this, this last year, right. like Thunder. Oh my God, you couldn't escape that. Like right. you. Believer was so big that you're like, there's no, this is their biggest hit ever. They're never going to top this. And then Thunder. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm in the car singing it. It's on every radio station, pop you station. Avoid so it. Just... Yep. Right now, at this very second, 21 pilots have simply, due to them going away, they're not as big. Because they have just now yeah. gotten back on cycle for an album. They have been off cycle 
for about a year now. All that while, Imagine Dragons were becoming the biggest band in the world all over again. So right now, it's Imagine Dragons. This yeah, Imagine cycle, Dragons, as we've seen from the um, mid-year report for record mm-hmm. sales, um, they're the top-selling band right. as songs and albums. You know, I don't know how it stacks up to 21 Pilots in their prime, but if you were to look at it overall, you, you know, 21 peak 21 Pilots might be the biggest, but just in the moment currently, it's Imagine Dragons. Like Absolutely. Said, they're the biggest Absolutely. rock band. Absolutely. So it is all dependent on this cycle. Ken Trench launched 21 Pilots into the fucking stratosphere. Which, which comes back to why why we have a rock song called Jumpsuit leading the 21 Pilots campaign. Is it? <laughs> is it, like you said... Is it Imagine Dragons influenced? It is it like, oh, we see this is. working? Oh, it we see that heat? I mean, they got that heat, dude. They got that heat. 100%. It, heaters. Mm-hmm. They see the heaters. Are they taking a cue from Imagine Dragons? Which that's kind of disappointing to me if that is motivation behind behind Jumpsuit. I mean, it's blatant to me. But at least okay. now we're getting Imagine Dragons core meets millennial thought processes. Not yeah. just Imagine Dragons. Thunder and Lightning, Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> These big, expansive like... analogies for huge things. <laughs> Thunder and the Lightning, man. Dude. It's like a good song to go out on the boat and like fish to. You know? like <laughs> Yacht Rock 2.0. Yeah, man. I'm taking Creedence Clearwater Revival when I go fish, man. Are you going to go to the stadium Bandito tour? I really want to. I'm just not sure if, if I want to brave... The click experience. Do they have do any it. trouble selling these stadiums out? Hell no, dude. No. Okay, that's no what I was thinking. No fucking way. Yeah. Regardless of how the singles performed, the, you know, they didn't, they did, they did the stadium sold out tour last cycle. Multiple they, times. They, they haven't upgraded to um, arena. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're doing an arena tour. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they haven't upgraded the stadium. They are doing an arena tour. They did an arena tour last cycle, and they have not upgraded to stadium size, which makes sense because only, the only artists that really play beyond sta- stadiums are Beyonce. You too. Um, Taylor Swift. You too. Coldplay. Kenny, Kenny Chesney. <laughs> I don't even think Coldplay can play. Can play I think so, man. Maybe. I think, I think they're there. They're, yeah, they just might not be selling out anymore. But, okay. Um, so, yeah, so they're doing another arena tour, you know, which is typically 20,000, 30,000 max. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually 20,000 people, and they will easily sell that out. For sure. Um, any other thoughts, Tyler Sharp, on 21 Pilots and Trench? What a dive, man. I feel like we covered it pretty well. <laughs> I feel the same. All right. Well, that is it for the show this week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please take the time to rate and review us. Leave us those five stars, and we will love you. If you have any questions for the show, email them to notescene at gmail.com, and we will get back to answering listener questions next week. Until then, have a great one.